Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Want to make a podcast? Spotify has got a platform that lets you make one super easily and distribute it everywhere and even earn money all in one place for free. It's called Spotify for Podcasters, and here's how it works. Spotify for Podcasters lets you record and edit podcasts right from your phone or computer. So no matter what your setup is like, you can start creating today. Then you can distribute your podcast to Spotify and everywhere else your podcasts are heard. Video podcasts are also available on Spotify. And when you want to take conversations with your fans to the next level, Q&A and polls are the best way to get them talking. With Spotify for podcasters, you can earn money in a variety of ways, including ads and podcast subscriptions. And best of all, it's totally free with no catch. Ever since I've discovered Spotify for podcasters, I just enjoy putting these podcasts out for everyone to really like. I highly recommend you give it a try. It's so easy to use. Download the Spotify for podcasters app or go to www.spotify.com slash podcasters to get started today. podcast time welcome to the show everyone how's everyone doing today uh this is going to be a fun one we're going to be going through the schedule and then talking about which games we believe the 49ers are going to win alex is not here with me today i'm going to be rolling solo um so you guys can help me out with the chat it's going to be a lot of fun and we're going to have a, a nice conversation because now that the schedule is out 
we get to determine which games the 49ers potentially could win uh, and, and could lose and what that record would look like. Uh, so it's going to be a lot of fun. Thanks to everyone that's populating chat right now. So it, it, it's a good one. Uh, Jan coming through with Jimmy G is practicing. Wow. Um, big news right there. So um, first off, the schedule came out on Thursday. What a day that was. An exciting time. And so now that that has happened, we get to really get into the schedule and see what games they're going to win. And Jan says, I'll help you in. Thank you so much. I appreciate that. Uh, I'm going to have the chat with me. We're going to all figure this out together. And Jan said, you're not wrong, my guy, and you're not wrong. So there we go. Uh, very first game, though, that the 49ers are going to be going over is the 49ers at Chicago. That's the one that starts now. Justin Fields versus Trey Lance, potentially. We got Jan bringing up about Jimmy Garoppolo uh, going ahead and, and taking or I mean, starting to practice. Um, that could be something that happens, and that could be a storyline to watch. But week one, all believe that it's going to be Trey Lance versus Justin Fields, and it's going to be an exciting game. And I think that there's we saw this last year during Halloween. The 49ers struggled a little bit to bring down Justin Fields when it mattered. But there is going to be one big difference. Number one, Demetrius Flanagan fouls potentially will not be playing linebacker. If you watched that game film and you watched our breakdown that was over on Patreon, Demetrius Flanagan fouls did not have a good game. Uh, he did improve a lot during the end of the season and played at a, a high level after that um, for what he was asked and, and tasked to do. But that was not a great performance from the front seven of the San Francisco 49ers at times. There were times they looked fantastic. I think this game is going to be a lot different. And I'm curious what everyone in chat is going to think about this. Uh, but I believe that the 49ers are going to be able to go into Chicago. They're going to be able to take out um, the Chicago Bears and win the game. And I'm, I'm giving the prediction scores as well. And one thing I'm going to do with the prediction scores, I'm going to try to keep them as realistic as possible. And I think the 49ers win this game 23-14 to 14 over the Chicago Bears. I think they start out the season with a nice victory. Uh, because I do believe that the 49ers offense will get going, but I think it's going to be a little slow at first. I think there'll be big moments where they get off, they get big plays down the field, and we start to see the potential of what Trey Lance could be in this offense. I think Kyle Shanahan leans on the running game a lot, and the 49ers beat the Chicago Bears 23-14, to starting the season 1-0. Uh, as Gary would say, you know, we're, we're on the, the optimism is key, so that's where we're at right now. Um, and then week two, um, the 49ers uh, playing Seattle at home. Got a divisional matchup. It's hard to beat Seattle, that's for sure. Uh, Seattle has been a, a thorn in the 49ers side for, uh, for a while. And I believe that the 49ers are, are going to have a, a different obstacle this time, of course. You don't have uh, Russell Wilson. Russell Wilson is the real problem. Russell Wilson has been the problem. Um, so David Green from Facebook says Chicago won't have an answer for us. 31-6. I like that score. Well done there. And I think that, you know, the 49ers uh, are going to have a good time here against Seattle. I think it's in San Francisco. You're lining up the first time for Trey Lance to start a game against Seattle. Being at home, being able to win a divisional matchup would be nice. I think Drew Locke is, you know, it got a great arm. Uh, but I, I think that there's going to be some problems there. I They made a, a trade for Russell. Uh, it, I don't think this ends up working out. Without Russ cooking, I don't think they beat the 49ers. But I think the 49ers go ahead and win this game 27-13. to 13. I think the defense is too much for what Pete Carroll wants to do. I don't think they can get that run game going good enough. I think the 49ers front seven really stops them. And I think they add a garbage touchdown late. So I think right there, Seattle loses to San Francisco. And San Francisco starts the season 2-0. and 
uh, 2-0 start for the 49ers is it's feeling really good. Uh, that's something I definitely like for the season to go because in week three, it's prime time football time, uh, a 520 game Sunday night football against Russell Wilson. So here comes Russ ready to cook. Mr. Unlimited now sporting a Broncos jersey and the 49ers got to travel to mile high. This is right here is the toughest game of the first three games for sure. I mean, this one is one of those tough ones. Jan saying, what if Jimmy starts? We won't know. I mean, let, let's play this by ear. Let's see what happens with, with Jimmy. If it comes to the point where, you know, potentially Jimmy could, maybe. Um, we'll, we'll see. Um, but the September 25th game is going to be interesting because you're heading to Denver, which isn't the easiest place to play anytime it's mile high. Second of all, Russell Wilson is there. And it's a primetime game. You just came off, you know, a, a nice start. Uh, Jan is already saying 8-0 again, potentially. This is where I think the 49ers suffer their first loss. Uh, I think the 49ers may lose this game. Uh, I do not have this as a big victory for Denver, but I do believe the Denver Broncos beat the 49ers 24-20. to uh, To be honest with you, it's hard to find losses, especially when you're, you know, a fan. But this is the first time that I think the 49ers could lose uh, Paul Saunders says, will Russ have his chemistry with new receivers yet? That's a good question, and, and that's a reason why. I think Denver has put so many players on defense as well, the return of DJ Jones. I think they're going to have a lot of really good players, um, and so I think that this is going to be a close matchup. In no way do I think the 49ers don't have the potential to win. I believe they do. I think the 49ers could beat the Denver Broncos. And In fact, all the games that we're going through, the 49ers are not out of any of them. I think they're in every single one of these games. But the realistic point of view is that they're probably not going to win all 17 games. I would love if they did. And if they did, oh, you can tell me I'm wrong on every one of these. So I'd, be, I'd definitely be okay with that. But I do think the Denver Broncos would beat the 49ers in week three, 24-20, uh, making the 49ers start the season off, um, you know, at a, at a kind of a bad click. So second, everybody, sorry. Sorry, guys, we're getting hit a little bit. There we go. And um, sorry about that in chat, everyone, trying to get rid of that right now. Um, but, yeah, so in, in week four, the 49ers are going to be playing the division rival Los Angeles Rams. Uh, so we're going to want to you know play the Los Angeles Rams. But this is a game that's interesting because the Rams consistently – you know, are a team the 49ers have been able to handle except for the NFC Championship game. Uh, I think that is, you know, one thing that the 49ers have been working through but haven't been able to get that done. Uh, Jan bringing up the AFC is tough. We're talking about Denver. Um, that is definitely correct. Um, what it, are you a hater? I'm definitely not a hater, Paul. Uh, I'm just trying to keep it real. I, I'm, I'm not definitely not a hater. I believe the 49ers are a really good football team. And you'll see as we go through this, um, that I do believe the 49ers are, are a very good football team. But when they play the Rams, uh, they're playing the Rams at home at first. And I know you could argue that both games are actually at home against the Rams. Uh, but this is one of those ones where I think they're going to come off the loss against Denver, and they're going to want to get after these Rams. And I think the 49ers have the opportunity to really get it going. I think this is where Trey starts to kind of kick in. Um, he, he's going to have his feet underneath him. He's going to have the comfortable ability to play with this offense. And he's also been dealing with the fact you know that he, now he will understand what it's like to play a very tough team play against a russell wilson uh during the season and i think the 49ers can beat the rams and i think they will 27 to 21 
And I think this is another primetime game. This is Monday Night Football. The 49ers always show up on Monday Night Football. Let me know in chat what you think about this. If, are the 49ers going to beat the Los Angeles Rams in Week 4? I believe they are. I want to know what you all believe, if, if that's something that can definitely happen there. Um, because I, I think, you know, it could. Um, so the 49ers, you know, could beat them, uh, beat the Rams. And uh, I think that, that would be a nice start to the season, starting the season out 3-1. and one. And then when it comes to week five, they're going to be playing at Carolina. So here's the, the East Coast trip. You're going to be going overseas. Uh, I'm, I'm sorry, to the East side, not East side, East Coast. Uh, and you're going to be playing against the Carolina Panthers, the, the team with really no quarterback. Uh, a, a team that's talking about Cam Newton as a potential you know quarterback option. I think that's a real problem. You've got uh, a lot of the... A lot of the things that are going on with uh, Sam Darnold. You know, is Sam Darnold going to be able to do this? I don't know. Um, so I think that, yeah, I know there's a bot. I'm, I'm sorry, guys. I'm, I'm working on the bot as we go, um, and I'm, I'm trying to clean it up. So I'm going to be doing that as we go through. Please be a little bit um, patient with me as I, as I go ahead and handle that. But thank you so much for your patience of, of the bots. Uh, but Carolina Panthers game, is is one that I do believe the 49ers can win. I think this is this matchup is set up nice. It's going to be a time where the 49ers are going to be sitting on the East Coast probably for two straight weeks if they play Carolina and Atlanta. The 49ers under Kyle Shanahan are notoriously good in these situations, and I think the Carolina game shows up in a big way. Um, I think it's going to be a fun one to watch because I think the 49ers are going to absolutely hammer Carolina. I think this is the time when the 49ers offense really kicks into high gear. They get it going against the Rams. And they get it really going in this October 9th matchup against Carolina. The 49ers winning the game 34-10. to 10. So I got the 49ers starting the season 4-1. and one. I think that that's everyone would be definitely happy about that. Uh, starting the season 4-1. and one, And the 49ers are you know, off to a good start. Potentially going out there and, and trying to win. Teresa saying that the Rams are going to win. Good luck with that. Uh, they've won one time in what? Like the past like seven or eight matchups. Uh, we'll see. We'll see what the Rams are up to. Uh, and we'll see how Trey Lance is, is working with that with that 49ers offense. If he's playing at a high level, then, then I think the 49ers are going to be really tough to beat. And then the week six, the 49ers are playing the Atlanta Falcons. It's an early start, you know, on the East Coast. But um, that could work out to the 49ers' favor. They're going to be staying there. They're going to have their timing down. They're going to be used to being on the East Coast. So they're going to be staying over there. Um, and so a 10-0 is... I mean, a 10 o'clock start time is not tough. Uh, that's not real bad for the 49ers. And in fact, that means after the game, they can go ahead and travel. So I think that, you know, this is a good situation for the 49ers. And it's a nice matchup for the 49ers as well. I think the the Atlanta Falcons without, you know, Matt Ryan are going to be in a world of hurt. You know, I don't think Marcus Mariota is the answer. I don't think they got the weapons there that they're going to need to be able to handle this 49ers defense. And I think the San Francisco 49ers are going to roll into Atlanta after rolling through the NFC South Carolina Panthers and handle Atlanta as well in the Dirty South. 49ers 31 and then the uh, Atlanta Falcons 13. So I, I think that that's something that's going to happen. And I think the Four Yards are going to win this game. And I think they're going to improve once again, this time to five and one. Um, so five and one for the San Francisco 49ers, I think is what's going to happen. I'm looking forward to it. Uh, and I think they can get it done. Uh, so then after that, in week seven, Whew, this one's going to be tough. October 23rd, the day of Alex's wedding. Alex's wedding is going to be coming, and uh, the Kansas City Chiefs are coming to San Francisco as well. 
So both of those things are going to happen on the same day. And I, I, this is going to be one of those tough ones. When I was first looking at the schedule, this is one of those ones I was definitely worried about because Kansas City is a tough team to play. They're a matchup problem. They got a lot of speed uh, at the wide receiver position. Now they did lose a lot with you know losing Tyreek Hill, but they did add uh, uh, MVS. You know, Valdez Scantling's a good, good player. He's very fast. If he's healthy, um, I, I think it's going to be, you know, it's going to be a tough game. And I think this is where the 49ers suffer their second loss of the season. Unfortunately, I think Alex's wedding gets in the way of what could have been a victory, but we're just going to blame Alex for this. It's his fault as the 49ers lose to the Chiefs 30 to 27 and aren't able to quite get, you know, their uh, their payback for the Super Bowl. Unfortunately, the 49ers lose and suffer their second loss of the season, but it, it, it's a tough game, and they play really tough, and I think um, Trey shows himself well against a very good football team, and everyone starts feeling good about the season. Now, in week eight, the 49ers travel to Los Angeles this time. They go into the Rams, you know, all the talk about it being Levi South uh, is, you know, it, it's definitely possible. It, it could be uh, Levi South. And uh, the 49ers definitely have played well there in Los Angeles. And so I think that this is a game that the 49ers are definitely set up to win. But you're playing one of the top teams in the NFC again. You know, they're, they're no joke. Uh, they're a good football team. This will be Trey's first time playing, you know, starting in that type of environment. I think there'll be a lot of 49ers fans there. I think it's going to be an exciting game. And I think, you know, the 49ers are going to do their best. But I do believe the 49ers are going to lose back-to-back games losing to the Rams 24 to 23. And I think that's a, it was a tough pill to swallow for me to talk about this uh, when you're trying to find losses. And that's really what I was trying to do was find losses. Losing to a division rival in, in their home stadium is something that happens. And I think the 49ers could potentially lose this one as well. And then the 49ers have a week nine bye. Um, so the 49ers go into a week nine bye with a little bit of a losing streak, losing two in tough games to Kansas City and to Los Angeles Rams which I think no one is upset about. I think no one's upset about losing the two close games to those two teams. They're very good football teams and teams you'll, you could potentially run into again. Uh, the Rams in the in the playoffs and then Kansas City in the Super Bowl, if they were able to make it that far. But I think both of those are, you know, are tough matchups and hey, that can happen. Um, so I think the 49ers could definitely lose. So uh, I know Paul Saunders is saying, and I, I know... Uh, it, it's hard to find losses, and you know Olivia saying stand-up job ethics. I really appreciate that. You know, I'm trying to keep it real. I'm trying to find the games that you know they're they're gonna lose. Uh, I could come on here and say, uh, you know, they can win 17. And and David Campbell says I need to see the KC plays before I give him a road game. I wonder who KC plays the week before and the week after. Uh, the week before they play the Buffalo Bills, David. So they could potentially come into San Francisco flat. They could come in and they could lose that game to the 49ers. I definitely think that's a possibility. Um, I think the 49ers could win all the games that we've talked about that I have them losing. I could say the 49ers could win those. But um, I just think the way that things pan out and the way things work out, playing a a player like Patrick Mahomes is a tough game to win. So if you're going to find a loss, that's potentially one of those games um, that you could lose. So I think that's one of those ones that's like, ugh. Um, and Bobo says, is Debo going to hold out? No, I don't think Debo's going to hold out, Bobo. I don't I don't think that's going to happen. And that's one of the things I'm figuring into this is Debo's on the football field and he's helping the, helping the team win. Without Debo, this team is entirely different. So I think that's, you know, something that's, that's not going to happen. He can't afford it. Uh, Debo can't afford to hold out. So week 10, 
Uh, they're coming out of the bye, and they're playing the Los Angeles Chargers. Um, they're playing it on uh, Sunday Night Football. It's going to be a big game. Justin Herbert is going to be uh, doing his thing. He's coming to town. That's going to be a fun watch. they got a lot of really good football players, some dynamic receivers, some really good you know defensive players. I love their defense. Um, they were able to add JC, the, the corner. You know, they got him, JC Jackson. Uh, they've got, you know, really good secondary help. They got great edge rushers. Um, I think that there's going to be a lot, a lot of really good football players or football players on the defense. And that Chargers defense is fast. They're physical. And they added a lot of really good football players um, during the during free agency. So I think that is something that is it's going to be tough. And I think the Chargers are, in fact, going to win this game. And I know what you're thinking right now. Eh, have you completely lost your mind? Chargers 26, 49ers 24. I, I just I think this is going to be a tough one. They're coming off, you know, a pretty easy schedule. Um, they're they're looking pretty good. And I think this is one of those games where the 49ers potentially lose coming out of a bye, which I hate to say because I normally like my team winning coming out of a bye. But now I have the 49ers on a three-game losing streak, which I never thought I was going to say. Um, so I think those are three really tough games and the toughest stretch of the 49ers season. But this is where it gets good, guys. And and you guys, I'm thank you for sticking with me uh, because just just stick with me on this one. It's going to be good um, because right now we're about to go to week 11. That's Monday, November 21st in Mexico City against Arizona. And uh, I think the 49ers turn it around in a big way in week 11. And I think they go ahead and they handle the division rival Arizona Cardinals. Trey Lance gets his payback, you know, for losing uh, last year and, and his first start. And he and the 49ers defeat the Cardinals 30 to 20 and start the actual fall of Kyler Murray and the Arizona Cardinals for another consecutive season. Um, I think that's something that can happen. I think the 49ers are are, are going to win this football game and they're going to get things back on track. Um, yeah, yeah uh, Paul Saunders says, I don't think they lose. Shanahan has two weeks to scheme. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, I, that's potentially a, a good point, Paul. And that was something I, I wrestled with when I'm when I'm going through these games and trying to find games. Uh, the 49ers win and lose is there's some really tough games and some of them they're going to lose. And that's what you're really hoping is that they they win some they win more than they lose. And these ones are just really tough to figure out. And when you whenever you have a big time quarterback, uh, the potential for you to to lose the game is always there. It doesn't mean you're going to lose. It's just it's a little bit tougher playing these big time quarterbacks. And like somebody like Kyler Murray, I believe the 49ers can beat. I think they have his number and they can handle him. And that's why they get the win in week 11. In week 12, uh, the 49ers play the New Orleans Saints in San Francisco. And I believe that because this isn't in New Orleans, thank God, um, before it, it, when it, it seems like every year the 49ers were going to New Orleans and having these tough games against Drew Brees, you know, and, and the New Orleans Saints, no more Drew Brees. It's Jameis Winston now. And I think that is the key. Jameis Winston has a strong arm. He's a very talented quarterback. But and even though they have great weapons like Jarvis Landry, I do believe the 49ers are going to handle business against the Saints. And this would mean three wins against NFC South, Carolina, Atlanta, and now the Saints with the 49ers winning the game 27 to 17. Um, so that's a that's a bouncing back with two wins, one against division rival Arizona, and then once against one against New Orleans, which could be big in the playoff. Uh, because last year it came down to the last week of the season, 49ers versus New Orleans. And Paul says, this is the game that scares me. See, this is, I could understand that. New Orleans can be a scary football team. They have a lot of talent. The game that scared me was the Chargers one. 
and the Chargers game, and that's why I ended up giving it, because Justin Herbert, if Jameis Winston was playing up to his potential, I would worry about this game. But I, I think that they're, they have a new regime, new coaching staff. I believe the 49ers can get it done uh, and be able to beat New Orleans. But I do understand what you're saying, Paul. That's a good point. Week 13, um, we got Sunday, December 4th, Miami at San Francisco. Mike McDaniel comes to town. He brings his style of Kyle Shanahan's offense to the Bay Area and what could be an absolute showdown. And this one is going to be a fun one. I think both teams are going to really work on getting their run game established. The Miami's going to have to with Tua Tagovailoa struggling at times and then other times looking fantastic. I think he's going to have an up and down season. And I think it could be more down against the 49ers because I think the 49ers front seven is just too good for Miami. And I think they're going to get after him. And I don't think what Miami has been able to do on defense in years past will translate against Kyle Shanahan. I think the way that he's built this run game and with Trey Lance pulling the trigger, they're going to be able to beat the Dolphins. But I think McDaniel will have the defense prepared a little bit more than what probably could have been. And I think we're going to get the 49ers winning this game, 27, Dolphins, 16. Um, so I think that that that's going to happen. Um, Mark Graves says we need payback on the Dolphins. Yeah, everyone remembers that. Uh, Jan says, I want a You're Not Wrong My Guy shirt. You got it, Jan. I'll make sure to get on that and 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 have that available pretty soon. Uh, you're Not Wrong My Guy shirt's coming soon. The 49ers Cutback Shop. Com. So there you go. Uh, so I think this is another win for the 49ers. And the 49ers go off what I had a three-game losing streak to a three-game winning streak, being able to beat Cardinals, Saints, and Dolphins in consecutive weeks and getting the season turned around, which is really nice because in week 14, the 49ers welcome Tom freaking Brady and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers to town. Uh, anytime that Tom Brady is coming to town, it's it's going to be big news. And, he, I mean, him being from Sarah in the Bay Area, him coming back to town, always wanting to play for the 49ers, potentially the 49ers, you know, turned him down over and stuck with Jimmy Garoppolo. I'm sure he's going to want to make them pay for it. And this is one of those games that I was kind of interested. I did see that Matt Mayoko has the 49ers beating the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I know it's in San Francisco. Well, that is a tall, tough ask for the San Francisco 49ers team and Trey Lance to beat Tampa Bay uh, and, and the, what defense they're going to be going with. Their defense is going to be tough. They're physical. They got all kinds of playmakers all over the field. Uh, and that front seven is still really, really good. So I think that this game is going to be a tough one, but I got the, the San Francisco 49ers losing to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers 27-23. to 23. I think the Bucs just get it done. I think Tom Brady makes one extra play to win late. Uh, and they win, but I think the 49ers gain confidence from this game, and they're in it the whole time, and push Tom Brady and the Buccaneers to the very limit, but I think this is a game that the Bucs win, so I, I know it's a I know it's a tough one, it's a tough one there, but uh, that's that's a loss right there in the middle of the win streak, that ends a three-game win streak, and then week 15 is Thursday night football, 49ers heading to Seattle, uh, Seattle's an absolute scary place to play for 49ers throughout the years, um, I mean, the, the most notable win, of course, is in 2019. Dre Greenlaw with a stop on the goal line. I think that's the, one of the most notable things that's happened recently. But other than that, the 49ers haven't had very much success in Seattle. And that's one of the things that's very concerning. So I think the 49ers, this is a trap game. I've seen people talking about this potentially being a loss. Anytime you play on the road on Thursday night football, it's a little bit of a struggle. And I've heard all the conversation about it, and I disagree with all that. Because I think the San Francisco 49ers are going to handle Seattle 
in both matchups this year. I think Pete Carroll is trying to go back, you know, back to the basics, the cover three, being able to play with these tall physical cornerbacks and then also running the football on offense. He's going to try to take the pressure off of Drew Locke, but I believe Drew Locke's going to really struggle. And I think this defensive line for the 49ers is going to have his number. The fact that D'Amico Ryan's often confused and got after Russell Wilson is not a good sign for Drew Locke. I think he does the same thing to him. Drew Locke is definitely not Russell Wilson. And the 49ers win this game 34-17. to 17. So the Niners are back on the go. They're in week 15, getting it going. And I'm excited about that potential. The 49ers beating Seattle twice this year, which would be a little bit different from things that we've seen in the past. Um, so I, I do really like that fact. Week 16, Saturday, December 24th. So Christmas Eve, here come the Commanders. So I have a hard time saying that. I got used to saying the football team. Got so used to saying the football team, and then now here come the Commanders. Washington Commanders head to town, and it's going to be a it's going to be a fun matchup. Anytime that Kyle Shanahan gets to play Washington, uh, he definitely gets you know peaked for this one. We know the team gets excited about it. We've seen the game ball get given to Mike Shanahan after Kyle Shanahan and the 49ers won in 2019. This is not something that Kyle Shanahan takes lightly. Not a huge fan of Dan Snyder now. Ron Rivera, good coach. Everyone likes Ron Rivera. Everyone likes some of the front office personnel there now. I think it, you know, they're they're trying to change the culture there besides Snyder. So I, I think that Kyle Shannon is always going to go after Washington. This is a must win for him. And I think that attitude is going to show, not to mention, I just don't think Washington is going to have enough offense. I know Carson Wentz is there. Carson Wentz is going to be able to help, you know, the, the quarterback position is better than Taylor Heineke but it's not going to be good enough to beat the 49ers. I think the 49ers are going to win this game against Commanders 35-17. to 17. Uh, Donald Johnson says, and I have the 49ers running the ball a lot, keeping Brady off the field and keeping the defense fresh, winning against the Bucs 24-21. I love that. Um, I love that, Donald. You know, if the 49ers are able to run the ball like that and keep Brady off the field, then they have a potential to win the game. And I think that's the kind of the formula the 49ers are going to try to employ all season. Everyone expects the 49ers to have an uptick in offensive production in the passing game, especially the deep passing game with Trey Lance taking over. But I think Kyle Shanahan's draft picks have kind of shown that he's going to go the run game again. He's going big physical running backs that are going to be able to get three, four, five yards of carry. And I think that is what he's looking for. And what that does is you're right, Donald, that keeps these star quarterbacks off the field. That's the name of the game. You keep them off the field. You allow yourself more opportunities on offense. You allow your defense to stay fresh, and then you're able to get after them at the end of the game. When it comes to Tom Brady and that Tampa Bay offense, he is a stationary target, which is good news for the 49ers. Going against a stationary target like Tom Brady means you can definitely collapse the pocket. We've seen in the in the past that when you get pressure immediately up the middle of the, the Buccaneers' offensive line, Tom Brady struggles. That's not something he does well. They've had some changes in this in the middle of his offensive line, and we saw what happened if they had one offensive lineman go down. The entire entire team was struggling. Um, so I think Christian Wirfs is solid on you know solid tackle, but there are questions all throughout that offensive line. I know they brought their center back, um, but you're right. If you can get pressure, if Kimmel and Armstead can get interior pressure, and then we can get Ebucom and, and Bosa to collapse from the outside potentially they can win that game. I don't think any of these games are games that the 49ers can't win. I just think that when you're talking about it, that's one of the toughest ones because it's Tom Brady. Um, 
Uh, Jan says also Ant tire kit the defense. Okay, there you go. Oh, Ant the yeah the defense. Okay, um yeah I, I think that you know you're gonna keep working on getting these rotational pass rushers out there against Tom Brady. Um, so I like what you're going with Donald. I, I think you have a good point there. Okay, so week 17, and we're get get ready for any any questions you guys have. As I'm finishing this up. Um, we have a couple more games to go through. Any questions you guys have, let's just go through them. Let's talk about them. Let's talk about these games. If there's any game matchups, whatever you guys want to talk about, I'm more than happy to do that. But week 17, Las, Las Vegas Raiders in Las Vegas on New Year's. This is one of those games that is not only a rivalry in Northern California, because it's an absolutely crazy rivalry in Northern California, um, which I mean, somewhat changed when the Raiders left, but there's still so many fans right here in Northern California. This is going to be a highly anticipated game. And then you've got some really, really cool matchups because the, the Raiders have went out and got very talented football players. Uh, the, the fact that they were able to go out and get guys that are going to absolutely change the way that they run offense. I mean, Devontae Adams is ridiculous. David Carr, or Derek Carr, sorry. Derek Carr has never had a weapon like Devontae Adams, except for when he was at Fresno State, but he's never had one in the NFL. They have definitely revamped that wide receiver room. They they have a, a really, really good tight end. They are a tough team to play, you know, and, and that's the thing. Playing the AFC West is no joke. Uh, you had to find wins. You know, there had to be some. And right now I have them losing to three of the AFC West teams, uh, Denver, Kansas City, and then the Chargers. And so now they're playing the Raiders. Could the 49ers go 0-4 against the AFC? Well, the one thing I do know about the 49ers offense is they're going to be able to run the football. And the way that the Raiders have built their front seven through the years, it hasn't really worked out. They have positions where um, they could be a lot better, and they're not. So I think defense is the Achilles heel of the Raiders. And I think that's where the 49ers take charge. The 49ers are able to get it done. And I was never, ever going to pick the 49ers to lose to the Raiders um, but I do believe the 49ers can win this football game. I believe uh, this is one that they they really will need to win at the end of the year. And I think the 49ers beat the Raiders on New Year's Day, 34-31, in an absolute barn burner. I think everyone's going to going to enjoy it. It's going to be an exciting time, uh, and the 49ers are going to kick off 2023 with a nice big victory. Uh, big Bird says Raiders win 27-24 in OT. I like it, Big Bird, that it went to OT. Uh, well done, Big Bird. Is of course. Uh, Big Birdie, he's a he's a Raiders fan. So welcome to chat, um, a guy that we've known for a long time. Hope you're doing well, uh, uh, Mr. Birdie. And then I think that the fact that you had a three-point victory for the Raiders as well uh, shows the importance and how much we think both teams are going to be very good. Uh, I think it, it's just both teams are, are really good football teams, and both are going to be competing for the division. Both are going to be competing for playoff uh, chances. This is going to be a good a good game. Um, Teresa, also a Raiders fan, and Green Raiders win in OT. Uh, so we got a little bit of a push from the Raiders uh, to, to win this game, but Jan says Niners win 27-21. I like that. One thing we do know is the 49ers know how to scheme against Devontae Adams, and if, if Derek Carr does what Aaron Rodgers did and only look for Devontae Adams, uh, potentially the 49ers are going to be able to to handle business and get that win. Uh, Mark Grace says, is Mitchell going to be the starting starting at running back? How many carries a game will he average? I do believe that Mitchell is going to be the starter at running back. I think he's the most ready to go. He's a really good uh, running back. And then 
And a nice compliment to what Kyle Shanahan likes to do in offense because he can run the outside zone, he can run the gap, and he can run inside zone. Plus, he has showed the versatility to catch the ball in the backfield. Um, so I think he's a very versatile player that Kyle Shanahan feels comfortable putting him in any setting. And then with the carries, I think it's going to be 15 to 20. I think that'll be the, the the number they'll be looking for. And then they'll go ahead and uh, sprinkle in uh, Davis Price, you know, potentially Trey Sermon, uh, and then Jeff Wilson Jr. or Jermichael Hasty. I think it'll be Jeff Wilson Jr. I think those will be the guys potentially that they're going to go with. So, um, I, I, yeah, Jan, I know that Derek had uh, Cooper, but um, I think Devontae Adams is just at a different level than Cooper. I don't even think it's close, but Cooper's a good player. Uh, I just don't think that he's Devontae Adams. And I've been high on Devontae Adams since he was at Fresno State. He was one of the guys that I, I really believed the Niners should have drafted. He was absolutely dynamic. So, uh, David Gutierrez says running back room is heavy. That's true. It's deep. Um, four or five players deep, if you count Jermichael Hasty being deep. And then also you add on top of that that every single one of them are big and physical. That is going to be the way the, way, the, way the 49ers win a lot of football games this year is by running the football, falling forward, getting positive yards. And I think that's why they're they're going to win more games than they lose. Um, Paul Saunders says the big difference this year could be the coach. Sad. It, it, it could be. Um, we'll see. Uh, week 18, we don't know if this is going to be Saturday or Sunday, January 7th or 8th. Uh, they're, they're leaving it open for flex, of course. Arizona at the 49ers. Um, and the 49ers are going to be playing the Cardinals in the season finale. I know this seems to be one of those games that people really want to put 49ers losing to Arizona. But I think that the, the 49ers can definitely go and go ahead and win this game. They want, I, think, I have them beating them in Mexico City. I think the 49ers fans are going to show up in a big way there. And I think the 49ers fans are going to show up in an absolutely huge way in San Francisco. So I think the 49ers can definitely get this done. And I have the Niners going 12-5. and five. A very, very good um, winning record. Beating Arizona at the end, 31-27. And ending any chances of Arizona making the playoffs. Uh, 12 and uh, 12 and 5 is a very good record. And I think that you can see it going either way. I I easily could have found more losses, but I didn't think the Niners were going to lose more games. This is just how I see it. And I think that a lot of people see these games in different ways, and the matchups are what really it comes down to. Um, so I think that I I like you know the games that we talked about. But let me know what you think right, right now while we're in chat. Let me know what you guys think about what I said. And then what your predictions are. And let's, ha let's have a real conversation about this. Throw in any questions you have about any of the matchups that were going in, into these games. And I I'd love to get into it. Uh, Shooter says, and I have my expectations. Niners go 7 and 10 this year, but won't be mad if they do better. 7 and 10. Wow. <laughs> Shooter is going with 7 and 10. I did not expect to see that. And now I feel so much better about my 12 and 5. Uh, David Gutierrez says, 17 and 0. Think big, bro. I love 17 and 0. I will, I, I will root for them every single time. If you watch us make our picks from week to week, uh, we do we do our picks in, in our Lock It Up segment. You will see me, David, pick the 49ers every week. I picked the Niners every week last year. I'm a fan when it comes to that. And when I'm sitting here, I'm just I'm trying to be as you know down the middle, realistic as I can. And I found five losses for the 49ers. But 17-0 is what I'm rooting for. 17-0 is what I want. Uh, but what I want and the reality of NFL football and the 49ers probably suffering an injury here or there, um, losing a couple of, of tight games, uh, those are some things that, that just happen. 
Uh, yeah, Jan Stewart says Mexico is Niners territory. I think so. David Campbell's agreeing. Twelve and five sounds about right. Uh, so me and David are on the on the same page right there. I think that is it's realistic. Paul Saunders says the fan in me wants to say more wins, but knowing it's Trey Lance in his first year, that sounds pretty reasonable. Yeah, I think that's one thing we got to remember, and that's why kind of the slow start of the offense in the early part of the season, the matchups against Chicago and Seattle are coming at the right time because the 49ers can win those matchups while Trey is getting the, his footing and getting his feet underneath them. And then this offense can kind of take off. And those games, those close losses against Kansas City, against the Rams and the Chargers that I had, potentially could go either way, depending on how the 49ers are playing with Trey Lance at the helm and how this offense is meshing. And one of those big questions is going to be the offensive line. And on comeback calling on Wednesday, that's what it's going to be about. We're going to be talking about the offensive line for the San Francisco 49ers. So if you want to talk offensive line about what I think about some of the new guys, including Spencer Burford uh, and, and of course, Nick Zakel, you're going to want to be on cutback colony on Wednesday. Come through. Let us know what you think about, you know, uh, offensive line and chat, because I'm really going to get to it deep. That's a conversation I want to have. Uh, Robert Aguilar says, I would say 10 and 7 sounds right. 10 and 7 um, definitely could happen. I mean, that's one of the things. I have some of these games that are three-point victories or, you know, those, those games can go either way. Those things are tough. Um, so I don't think 10 and 7 sounds wrong. Uh, you know, if you're finding seven losses for the 49ers, potentially you could find those. I think everyone sees these matchups different. And as the season moves on, you're also going to find that because of injuries or because of how people are playing, things kind of change. And so uh, as the season goes on, these predictions are definitely going to change. They're, I mean, the odds of me being spot on right are not good. They're just not good. And, and that's okay because we don't know how player, you know, which players are going to get injured and, and how things are going to change. But um, I'm definitely thinking that this, if everyone stayed healthy in a perfect world, this is something that could definitely be plausible. Donald Jones says, I have 13 and four. I like 13 and four. I like that more than my 12 and five. So if, if Donald Johnson's right, I would love that. Mark Gray says, well, most of their wins uh, be uh, because they run effectively and not totally relying on Trey's arm. Yeah, I think so. I think this is going to be a more balanced offense than just relying on Trey's arm. I think at times there are going to be moments in games where they're going to rely on Trey to make a big play. They're going to rely on him to extend the play and make something happen, and he has the ability to do that. Uh, that's the good news for the 49ers. Physical ability is not the question for Trey Lance. The question is going to be, you know, can they get the offense rolling? Can he understand mentally what he's looking at from the defense decipher it and then make the right read and get the ball out on schedule if he can do that then they're gonna they're gonna win more football games than they lose because he's immensely talented donald johnson niners 13 and 4 because they will knock down what door to the super bowl win okay i like it they'll knock down that door to the super bowl win from from uh donald johnson i, I think that potentially i would love that they were three points away from getting to a super bowl and playing the Bengals, which we all believe they could have won I don't think this team has taken a step back. I believe they're taking a step forward. They've went ahead and added great players in the draft. They added key players in free agency. Um, so if you wanted to tell me that this team is the same, uh, I would say that's more realistic than saying they took a step back. But I do believe they were, they're were they better on special teams. And I think they've made some improvements on the offensive line as well, even though uh, you know losing the starting left guard is not optimal. It's all about Alex Mack. Is Alex Mack coming back? I think that will answer some questions on the offensive line. David Gutierrez says, I see a lot of close games coming down the wire to be realistic. You're right. I think so too. I think there's going to be some really tough games. Uh, there's a lot of tough matchups. 
So the games that come up, you really have to win. The ones like Carolina, Atlanta, Seattle, Chicago, you need to make sure you win those. Don't let any of those escape you because those other games, who knows? Uh, Freddie Mac Dre says, what's up, TCC? Happy hour from San Diego on vacation. Wow, Freddie Mac Dre, well done. Enjoying San Diego. What a wonderful place that is. Um, so live it up down there, Freddie. Have a good time. Uh, thanks for coming through. I really appreciate that. And Freddie also says, can Lance read a D then make the right play? That's the question. That is the biggest question, Freddie Mac Dre, is can Trey Lance handle that part of the game? He has the potential to. He really does. Everything I've seen from college, everything I, I watched the Texans game a little bit the other day again, went back over and just watched him, his maturation process during the game as he saw what Detroit was doing, or I'm sorry, what the Texans were doing to him and then adjusting on the fly. I think that he can get better and better at that. And that's going to be the question. Let's see what he does in training camp and the preseason. If he's able to decipher what a defense is doing to him and get the ball out on schedule, um, he has the physical traits to be able to get the ball down the field and really do some good things. Uh, I'm, I'm definitely excited about Trey Lance's potential, but right now it's just potential. And that's what we're projecting. We're projecting Trey Lance's potential. So uh, we, we got that going for us. Um, yeah, I, I, Paul Saunders says, I believe Fortnite's improved secondary will make a huge difference this year. I agree, Paul. I think the Charverius Ward bringing back Jason Verrett, um, it, it's a really good secondary. And the questions are going to be the safety position. Um, so the safety position is something to keep watching. What's up, San Francisco? John says, what up, Coach Ant? Shout out to the TCC. What's up, John? Hope you're having a good day. Uh, thanks for pointing out um, that, you know, O'Neal is uh, is going to be wearing 14. Uh, we, Tyler Purdy is going to be wearing 14. O'Neal is going to be wearing 14. Uh, everyone was hitting me up over the weekend about uh, Purdy wearing 14. Uh, well done. So I already got my Purdy jersey in and potentially now my O'Neal jersey. Uh, so, so thanks for that. The number 14 jersey will definitely be sported at some point. I'm excited about it. Mark Graves says, do you think the offense will take more shots downfield if the line can protect the quarterback? Yeah, I think they will. And I think part of the reason is, is Gray, right? I think Danny Gray is going to add that added aspect of being able to go down the field. I think Brandon Ayuk is going to be freed up a little bit um, by the addition of Ray Ray McLeod, you know, and, and then what Debo Samuel is going to be able to do on the offensive side of the ball. But I think part of the shots down the field, Mark, are actually going to be kind of accompanied with the, the play action game. I think if they can get that run game going and really establish with these big physical running backs and get the get it closer to 30 carries a game, you want 30 to 35 carries a game for this run game. If they can do that, those are going to produce a lot of big-time shots for Trey Lance to be able to get the ball down the field to Danny Gray, Brandon Ayuk, and George Kittle and Debo on occasion, depending on what they're looking at and what their matchups are. And that's the thing. If, if they're going to have to worry about putting a safety over the top of Danny Gray, uh, potentially there's going to be a lot of plays over the middle that end up being caught on the fly and, and taken to the house. Those are what I'm really excited about. Okay, let's see. David Campbell says, might uh, not be too hard to change Hurd to Purdy. Well done. There you go, right? Did they drop the H, add a P, add a Y? Purdy, Hurdy? Uh, you, you've got something there, David. I like that. Uh, Freddie McDre says, is Hasty going to make the team? I think that's a big question for training camp, and that's going to be an absolute training camp battle because the everyone was talking about during draft season was potentially the 49ers going out and adding a third down back to potentially go in and compete with Jamichael Hasty uh, because that was a place where the, we believe that running back room could be improved. Now, here's the thing. What if Jeff Wilson Jr. and Elijah Mitchell could actually fill that role of the third down back? You want to have Elijah Mitchell getting these extra carries. He proved in the playoffs that he can catch the ball 
at a high level as a running back. Uh, and Jeff Wilson Jr. has done that in the past as well. They're both better in in pass protection, which means they're an improvement over Jamichael Hasty. Jamichael Hasty's a you know a little bit of a, a jittery runner, had some potential, but I haven't seen it develop. And he just hasn't shown anything that make me think he's a for sure lock to make this football team. So that means Jeff Wilson Jr. and Elijah Mitchell could potentially fill that role, and that's where you might get Jamichael Hasty being cut. But we'll see because you never know what's going to happen with injuries. Injuries at the running back position is something that happens all throughout training camp and the preseason. You got to make sure you you wait and see what happens there. But I would say Hasty is a potential cut or trade uh, player, and they could definitely trade him towards the end of the you know end of the training camp. Uh, potentially one of these teams like the Jets or a team that's familiar with him that had coaching staff with San Francisco would be interested in adding him as their third down back. So they might find some value there, maybe a sixth or seventh round pick for Jamichael Hasty. You just stockpile an extra draft pick. Yeah, Stuart, you're not wrong, my guy. Well, thank you so much that for that jam. Donald Johnson said, how do you guys like how Gray played on the first seven on sevens? From everything I saw from what Danny Gray was doing, I liked the way he was approaching it. I was watching the way that he was working on his releases. It looked good. He looked smooth. All of his cuts, he, he looked very smooth getting in and out of his breaks, being able to push to the top of his stem and then break out of it. It all looked very nice and clean. Um, I did like the fact that as a, as a former coach that when he dropped the football, the deep ball down the field, he got down and gave everyone 10. Uh, go ahead and do that. Show everybody that, hey, you understand you made a mistake. You're going to learn from that mistake, and you're not going to make it again. They had an absolutely great ball down the sideline against uh, Castro Fields where he toe-tapped. Those, that shows a little bit of the potential. Now, the one thing we don't want to get is get too high or get too low on players coming out of rookie mini uh, rookie mini camp. If we all remember last year, everyone was super high on Diameter Lenore because he absolutely shut down a wide receiver. It's like, let's just be patient. Now, do we think Danny Gray can be a big-time football player? Yeah, we, we definitely do. We definitely think that Danny Gray can be a big-time football player. He's going to add something very unique to this football team. That's what you like because I think he's going to be huge for the vertical passing game. The fact that Trey Lance can also work outside the numbers and be able to hit pass plays that are outside the numbers is also going to widen uh, the field, you know, all the way horizontally. So the horizontal, you know, is going to change in a big way and potentially vertically. I mean, so you're going to have all aspects of the field to be able to play with. That's something I'm sure Kyle Shannon is very excited about. And watch for what Danny Gray is going to be able to do in the deep comebacks. All of a sudden, 15 18 yards down the field, comeback routes where they believe he's going to run that vertical and then he comes back and catches the ball. Potentially, those could be big first downs for the 49ers. Um, so I like that aspect coming you know, from, from that player. Mr. Corey jumping in with we're going 13-4. and four. I like it, Mr. Corey. I like it. 13-4 uh, and four would be a phenomenal a phenomenal total. And I believe with 13-4, and four, the 49ers would win the West. Um, so I had him going 12-5, and five, and I think 12-5, and five, potentially you're winning the West. Maybe not. I have them splitting with the Rams. So if they finish both teams split, you know, and, and finish close to the same record, uh, I don't know what exactly who would win the West, but uh, I think that 13 and four would definitely get it done. And I would love for the 49ers to go 13 and four, win the West and have home field advantage. That's something that would definitely help them in the playoffs, but we'll see if that happens. And then David Villa says, no doubt faithful. Yeah. Um, but that's the thing. Everyone in chat is very faithful. Everyone wants the 49ers to win football games. And I think this schedule presents opportunities to win football games. And the way that they're going to be able to attack defenses is going to be tough to stop. And I believe as the season goes on, this team is going to get better and better and better as long as their health remains. 
Uh, the questions along the offensive line definitely have to be answered. You can answer those in training camp. You can answer those, you know, through the preseason. But they're going to have to go prove it against Chicago and Seattle. And then when they get to Denver, they're going to have a tough matchup there. Uh, it's not going to be easy going against the edge rushers that they have there and DJ Jones on the interior. That is a very, very good defense, a very stout, uh, very good football players up there in Denver. And they're going to be ready to roll. And you're going to have to deal with potentially Russell Wilson at the end. Russell Wilson is a tough guy uh, to beat. So um, we'll, we'll see what happens there. Uh, Donald Duff says Ant and Trey being able to go outside of the numbers will make the running game even more dangerous. The offense will be fun to watch. You're right. The aspects that Trey Lance is going to be adding to this football team are going to widen the field. It, it makes this defense cover even more grass. And when you're an offensive coordinator, you want the defense to have to cover as much grass as possible. They have to cover every aspect of that, you know, secondary and, and defensive side of the football. You can go ahead and take a lot of things. So I think the Niners are excited about that potential. Um, and I, I think that it's that run game is going to be fun. Because now if you're in a read off, you're in shotgun, you're in a read option look, and the running back comes across the face of the quarterback. When that quarterback is going, he doesn't have to pull the ball to freeze a edge rusher and freeze a linebacker because they don't they don't want a Trey Lance running up the up the you know up the sideline and and scoring a big time touchdown. So they got to be able to watch that, but they also can't go all the way down the line of scrimmage and be able to stop your running back. So I'm excited about the potential of the run game uh, additions with Trey Lance. Paul Saunders says our depth should help us uh, insulate from injuries. I think yeah, the depth is one of the funnest things to watch. Uh, and David Campbell saying the deeper, tougher running back room will help with continuity. No other, uh, no more other team practice squad guys or Mitchell running on the one wheel. Exactly. Healthy guys. And they're getting guys that have stayed, you know, pretty much healthy in college. Um, we know Trey Sermon had some injuries, but everybody else has stayed you know, pretty healthy. And being able to use those guys with consistent carries is something I'm excited to watch. And it's like you just start to feel like each one of them has something great about them. And that, that you can use that skill set to your advantage. And it's going to be tough. These guys are just, just going to come in ways. They're just going to keep coming at you. And physically, it's going to be tough to bring them down for four quarters. Um, so I do like that running back room and what it's going to add. Mr. Corey said, I laughed at Grant Cohn and David Lombardi 9-8 and eight prediction. Wow, I'm, I'm kind of surprised, surprised both of them had the Niners going 9-8. and eight. Um, But, hey, you know I mean? They found eight losses for the 49ers. I don't see those eight losses. Um, but potentially, I mean, who knows, right? How the season plays out. I'm guessing a lot of people are putting a lot of stock into Trey Lance. Um, some people think because he's a young quarterback, he's automatically lose football games. I, I think what if Kansas city would have thought the same thing with Patrick Mahomes? And I'm not trying to say he's Patrick Mahomes, um, but he's coming in the second, second year where he's going to really understand this offense. He's going to understand what he's supposed to do. As long as Kyle Shanahan puts him in the right situations to be successful, uh, I think he'll be just fine, and I think the 49ers will win more football games than nine. I, I think um, that that's kind of tough for, for me to handle, but they're entitled to their opinion, and that's what they see. Um, Bubble says Russell Wilson is good, but he don't got lock in Metcalf no more. Yeah, potentially, and we don't know what's going to happen with Jerry Judy. Uh, he definitely doesn't have the receiver group that he had in Seattle. Metcalf and Tyler Lockett came through in big ways for him, uh, so that could hurt him. And I think when I when it came down to it, the reason I, I picked the Niners to lose to Denver Bobo was more about that Broncos defense. I think the defense is going to be fantastic. I do think Nathaniel Hackett, the coach, is going to do pretty good. Um, we'll see. Lou says, Ant, do you envision us going with any less than four running backs, including excluding Juszczyk? I'm thinking four, but I've seen some adding more players in other areas. Um, I think it's going to be four running backs coming out. 
you know, of, of the running back room and then addition of Kyle Juszczyk. Uh, so I think that's what it will be. And I actually think as of right now, I would pick Jamichael Hasty to be the odd man out, uh, but we'll see. Uh, Don Justin, I laugh at Grant Cohen all the time who needs to watch old sitcoms when watch Grant. Uh, Grant's a very uh, exuberant guy. He has a lot of interesting opinions. So um, some people really enjoy watching his stuff. If you do, that's great. If not, at least it, it gives you something to talk about, right? He's definitely um, producing conversation. Uh, San Francisco, John says, how many games will the hashtag TCC be in attendance for the season? I'm focusing on weeks five and six, Carolina and Atlanta. Yeah, those are good ones for you, John. I, I, I think those are right near you. So those are potential games for you to go to. Um, I, I know for us, we're looking at the schedule. We know that October 23rd is out. Apparently, Alex and Megan think it's okay to get married on a 49ers day. Who knew? No, I'm just kidding. Um, but we'll, we'll find some. We'll find some point that we're going to be going to games. I'm sure a lot of people in chat are going to be going to TCC. Which games are you guys going to go um, watch? But we're still looking at the schedule to figure that out. The one thing I do know, training camp, hurry up and get here because I want to be there. I want to be watching practices. I want to go as many times as I can. Mr. Corey says the Broncos will be the first real test. Have to win the game with Wilson and all those ex-49ers there. Plus, I have two friends that are Broncos fans. That's the tough part, right, Mr. Corey? When you have friends that are uh, the opposing team's fans, you want to win those because if not, you absolutely hear about it. Um, so, yeah, I mean, that's a big one. If the Niners win that game, I feel really good about them starting the season, you know, 6-0. I think that that's a real possibility if they win that game. That's a tough game, but they can do it. Uh, Paul Sanders says, I didn't even watch the Conan. Some people don't, for sure. Uh, David Campbell, Lockett and Metcalf may not shine without Wilson either. That's the truth. I think sometimes when you don't have that quarterback, it definitely can take away from what you do. And you can be as wide open as you want. But if that quarterback can't find you the football, uh, you, you're, you're not going to make a lot of plays. And we've seen a lot of angry wide receivers through the years. Uh, sometimes you don't know what you had until it's gone. Um, and, and Bobo, it's Alex, who's normally on with me, and his and his fiance Megan. They're getting married on October 23rd in Kansas City. Uh, David Campbell says, Alex and Meg should change the wedding to the bye weeks. See? That's planning, David, right there, right? Um, I'm going to the KC game from Shooter. Well done. That'll be a good game to watch. That'll be a lot of fun. Patrick Mahomes, Travis Kelsey coming to town, all their great weapons. Uh, and, and it'll be a first look at, at Justin Reed. Uh, he's a fantastic safety, but playing in Kansas City, taking over for Tyron Matthew, that'll be exciting. He was kind of mixing it up when he was with Houston last year with the 49ers and with Debo Samuel. So I'm curious about that. That'll be a fun matchup to watch. Um, Donald says, Paul Saunders, I'm not a conehead. I'll watch Eric Crocker and Locked On 49ers. Uh, yeah, uh, Eric Crocker, Locked On, good, good thing. Uh, Brian Peacock does a very good job. Him and Crocker do excellent work. So that's a good show. If, if you want to listen to something in the morning, for sure, Locked On is, is something to watch, for sure, and listen. Um, let's see. Uh, Crocker, way better than Gray. Um, okay. <laughs> uh, sure, we got that. Uh, Shooter says my nephew's a KC fan. That makes sense. You know, that, that's going to be a fun game. Um, Niners versus Kansas City is definitely going to be a very exciting game. And I think that, you know, that's one of the ones that, as soon as you looked at the schedule, right, that was one of the ones that stood out. I think that and Tampa Bay were games right away that you saw and you're like, wow, um, those are football games that I would like to see. Because number one, Patrick Mahomes, just some of the spectacular things that he does, the strong arm, the ability to create outside the pocket is one of the most dynamic things uh, in the NFL. And then also when Tom Brady, I mean, this is, he's one of the greatest quarterbacks to ever play the game and, and potentially the greats of his era. Uh, so 
I think either one of those matchups are going to be fun to watch. I think those are going to be tough games for the 49ers. 49ers could win both of them, or they could lose both of them. I, I just think it's it's interesting. Uh, Mr. Corson, I think a lot of people are overestimated. Um, I, I don't know exactly what you're referring to, Mr. Corey, as far as uh, overestimate. Uh, but, yeah, sometimes people get overestimated for sure. And some people get underestimated. Um, so I, I don't know exactly what you're referring to. Oh, Grant, thank you. Uh, there you go. Um, Freddie Max Dre says, I'm excited to see Kelsey exposed after the loss of Hill opening things up for him. I think that's Freddie Mac why they got MVS. Uh, because MVS is going to be doing the same sort of thing, taking the top off the defense. Um, they still have it, you know, they still have uh, other speedy wide receivers as well. Add in Juju Smith Schuster, and I think they, they got some weapons, but uh, it will be different without Tyreek being able to create, you know, with all the different ways that he was able to create. And there's something about having a cheat code playing wide receiver for you, and he's definitely a cheat code. And that's something that I'm nervous about when the Niners play Miami. Now, I do think the Niners will handle Miami because I don't have a lot of confidence in Tua Tagovailoa. I think he can be beat. Um, and I think he can get even get after him, and that's part of what I'm I'm putting into that game is I believe the 49ers front seven gonna get after Tua a little bit. Um, but Tyree Kill is scary, Raheem Mostert scary, Jalen Waddle. Um, that that group is gonna be scary in Miami. But you're right, Kelsey potentially could have a little bit more struggles without Tyree Kill. But I think they tried to do their best by adding uh, MVS to go ahead and help you know alleviate some of that uh, missing of Tyree Kill and give him some freedom in the middle of the field to be able to operate. Um, Freddie McTray said Kittle is the best tight end in the league. I agree. I think top to bottom, everything that he can do, Kittle's the best tight end in the league. No one blocks the tight end position as good as Kittle, and and you know, and he does the receiving part of the game at a high level. I think he's right behind Travis Kelsey in the receiving aspect of the game. That you couple those two together, blocking and receiving, he's the best tight end. Uh, Mr. Course said, I think a lot of people are overestimating the Rams. They lost more. Uh, than the game. You're right, Mr. Corey. They they did lose a lot. The left tackle especially. That's going to be something to watch. Losing Vaughn Miller as well. I know that they, you know, they added the linebacker. That's great. You know, that, that's really good. He's one of the best to ever do it. Um, but yeah, losing Vaughn Miller was huge. And I think that that not being able to get after Trey Lance potentially could create some opportunities for the 49ers. Um, and I think that you're going to have an opportunity also with them playing uh, without a star left tackle. And Nick Bosa, Samson Ebicom and this 49th defensive line is going to be able to get after Matthew Stafford. And Stafford's athletic enough to create off-schedule plays, um, but not one of those guys that's absolutely dynamic outside the pocket. Um, <laughs> Freddie McGregor says, two is the next Baker. Uh, David Campbell says, also the 49th need to have an injury or two to expose their lack of depth. If they do suffer a couple of injuries, they will struggle a lot because you're right, there's no depth there. They're building all on big-time names, Bobby Wagner being one of them. If Bobby Wagner went down, their linebacker room is an absolute shambles. They would not be able to stop the 49ers' run game at all. Um, so that's something to keep uh, you know, keep in mind. And definitely David's pointing out a good point there. Mr. Chris, I accidentally posted before finishing that comment. <laughs> LOL, nice. Uh, Lou, it's all about the push-up front. That will determine opposing quarterbacks having time to ball out. You're right. If they get the push up the middle of the field, push that interior, and then collapse on the outside, it will collapse right on top of the quarterback. That is what the 49ers want to do. And with Armstead and Kinlaw, Armstead and, and any of these other guys, including Kerry Hyder, um, Drake Jackson, they're going to be able to create you know, some pressure on the interior part of the defensive line, with the interior part of the defensive line, and on the outside with these edge rushers where they have an abundance of edge rushers. And I don't know if anyone was uh, watching 
Komoko Ture uh, do any of his stuff where he's working on um, uh, the hoop uh, the hoop drill and doing the figure eights. It's fantastic. His bend was looking really good. A nice step getting going. Very, very fantastic. So I'm, I'm excited about that. Um, and I'm excited about the potential of uh, Komoko Ture rushing off the ed edge and potentially filling the D forward role. Uh, so I'm excited about that. And I'm also just excited after seeing the press conference of Drake Jackson, just what it, you know, what all this means to him and how he's going to go in there and work. I, I agree with him. I think he landed in the perfect situation to be able to, it, you know, do a good, do big things in San Francisco. Chris Kacerik, Daryl Tapp are going to get him in the right frame of mind and get him in the field uh, doing the right things with his hands. That was a big part of it was his hands. He just wasn't able to put his hand placement in the right spots. And that's something he needs to work on. But I think he's going to get there. Uh, so I'm, I'm excited about that. And uh, San Francisco says, who will surprise you and end up on the 53? Someone with an outside shot at this point. Um, You know what? That is a good question. Let me think. I'm trying to think of a guy that's on the outside that could potentially get in. Um, I think the easy answer would be somebody like uh, you know Donovan West. I think he would have an opportunity, depending on if Alex Mack retired. But I think that I'm, I'm, I don't know if anyone would consider this a surprise. He's not a surprise to me, but I think Nick Zakel is going to be on the 53-man the roster, uh, the, the offensive lineman out of Fordham. I really like him a lot. I think potentially he's going to be there. And then I think when it comes to some of the other positions, cornerback position is wide open. Um, so I'm not too sure about cornerback position. Uh, I, I think that there are guys that potentially can make it that are going to be long shots. Um, I, I think one guy to watch is it was a Quantrez Knight out of UCLA. Let's watch him. I want to see what he does. I'm very excited about that. Um, I'm, I'm very excited about him and his potential, but he's got to prove that he can be able to cover without being grabby. So he's he's like a, a way outside chance. Uh, but I would say Zakel um, is, is somebody that I'm watching a fifth round pick that can make the team. Um, let's see. Uh, Mr. Corey, I feel more confident about my 13 to four prediction. If Mac and Tart return, think Mac is gone because what would be the reason to announce he's back now? The draft is over. Um, they could be waiting. They could be waiting closer to June 1st, and then he could decide then. Um, so I don't know what's going to happen with Alex Mack, but the closer we get to June 1st, it potentially could be a Weston Richburg type situation. He retires post-June 1, and then his money is kind of split up a little bit different. So, I mean, that could happen, Mr. Corey. I don't know what's going to happen with Alex Mack. I think it, right now it would just be complete speculation. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, it does seem a little weird that he would come and announce that he's coming back. And normally an announcement is coupled with like a retirement situation. So I'm, I'm hoping he doesn't retire. Uh, but I, I do like, you know, some of the things I heard. I don't know if anyone watched the presser with Nick Zakel, uh, But during that, he talked about the fact that Kyle Shanahan and John Lynch both mentioned to him about playing center. So they have that idea in place. They have an understudy. If it is Alex Mack that's going to be, you know, playing in San Francisco. And if it's not, uh, Brindle and Zakel are going to go in there and compete. Uh, I don't think it's going to be Daniel Brunskill. I know a lot of people do believe Daniel Brunskill will play center. If Alex Mack retires, I think it would be Brendel or Zakel, and I believe uh, Brunskill is going to be the, the mainstay at right guard. And Paul Saunders says June 1 designation. It could be. It could be a June 1 designation for Zakel, I mean for uh, Alex Mack and a June 1 designation uh, for D Ford. We'll see what happens there. Um, but D Ford already freed up a lot of money. And I'll take a couple more questions before you know I go ahead and, and take off. Um, so if, if anyone has any questions, go ahead and put them in chat right now. And just so everyone knows, tomorrow at 5 o'clock, um, Tuesday at 5 p.m., I'm going to be right back here. It's going to be another fun conversation. Going to be talking, you know, about these 
draft picks and rookie minicamp. We're going to get into everything that happened at rookie minicamp with these rookies. Um, also talking about some of the pressers, some of the things that we learned, and then discussing what impact these players could have on the team, including the 14 undrafted free agents. Are there any guys out there that can make this team? That's what we're going to talk about tomorrow, and that's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, Freddie Mac Dre says, I'm a cherry farmer. If you want some, I'll be back Friday for the final harvest. Ooh, look at that. Cherries. Cherries are delicious. Well done, Freddie Mac Dre. Uh, final harvest will be a lot of fun. Uh, I'm sure you're looking forward to the final harvest. But how's San Diego? That's what I want to know. How's the weather right now? It's got to be spectacular now. Um, well done. Yeah, that would be a good time. Um, so I'm I'm really excited about you know this week. I think it's going to be an exciting week. So don't forget... Wednesday will be Cutback Colony, and then Thursday, we're going to have the Q&A. So any, anything you want to ask on Thursday, we're just going to have a nice back and forth. It's going to be exciting. Uh, I'm, I'm looking forward to this week. It's another week of really good uh, 49ers content. Uh, Shooter says, what's the biggest thing you'll be looking at during preseason? What I want to see during preseason is, first off, how Trey Lance is operating, you know, breaking the huddle, but with the pre-snap reads. He's going to get real basic looks in preseason. There won't be a lot of confusion there. But just the way that he's able to navigate what he's seeing and then getting his players in the right situations, picking the right play, um, you know, what, what he's deciding to do is, is going to be important. That's something I'm looking at. And then I'm going to look at some of the depth, you know, how some of these offensive linemen are competing, which guys are playing which positions. Those things are going to be exciting because making this 53-man roster may be the toughest that it's ever been. Uh, Lou says, I know injuries determine a lot of things, but looking at the quality and amount of players we have on the edge, if we stay healthy, who would you try to move to the best value without hurting the team? Um, that is a good question. When it comes to this edge, I mean, they are spectacular. They really do have a lot of really good football players. Um, I think that, you know, I think Jordan Willis would be somebody that could potentially have some value out there. A guy that used to be a third, you know, third round pick who has started to play up to potential. I mean, he started to produce last year. He, you know, he sat out for the, the steroids or the uh, performance enhancers. And then, you know, came back, but still produced at a pretty high level. So I think he's somebody that would be enticing to another team. I don't think they would move away from Kamoko to Ray yet. Um, from what I've seen from him, he looks absolutely spectacular. Um, but adding Drake Jackson definitely made it so a couple of guys. And I think Kerry Hyder and Jordan Willis are guys that could potentially be moved if that, you know, if you needed to move an edge rusher, which they potentially could. Um, Mr. Corey says, um, who would you pick between Aziz Alshire and Dre Greenlaw? Keep in mind, it is more than likely Fangio's 3-4 defense in 2023. It's Aziz for me, more of a contrast to Warner than Greenlaw. Um, I think when it comes down to it, I, I mean, I would pick Dre Greenlaw. And the reason I would pick Dre Greenlaw is if you're going to a 3-4, you want a guy that's going to be able to play in the interior with Fred Warner. And so you want two interior guys. I think Dre can do that, but has the versatility to be able to cover. We saw what happened with Vic Fangio. Uh, Vic Fangio playing with Patrick Willis and Navarro Bowman and used them a lot to cover tight ends and to cover wide receivers over the middle of the field. To me, Dre Greenlaw is a more complete guy. The other reason I choose, choose Dre Greenlaw over Aziz, he's a better tackler. Um, Aziz flashes more than Dre Greenlaw, that's true. But if you're talking about absolute consistency from the linebacker position, he's always in the right spots covering. He's always making the tackles. I'm going to pick a consistent player, the guy that can do it in, you know, play in and play out over Aziz, but I do like Aziz. Um, the question is, if they're going to a 3-4 defense, uh, is Nick Bosa going to be able to play, you know, that that outside linebacker position? Are they going to employ a more 4-3 over type scheme where they bring up one outside linebacker off the edge, which Samson Ebucom 
could absolutely play. He could. That's what he played three, four outside linebacker with the Rams. So uh, if it is going that direction, that's how I would go. Um, so uh, let's see. Uh, Freddie says dinner and drinks. Oh, at, at Eddie V in La, La Jolla Thursday. So probably missing it. We'll have a good time for sure. Uh, John says, uh, Sacramento says, what's your favorite adult alcoholic beverage for game day? I don't drink, so it wouldn't be an alcoholic beverage for me. Um, so that would be a better question for Alex, and I'll leave it up to Chad. But I don't actually drink alcohol. Um, I I just, you know, I, I normally turn to like a soda or, or a tea or something like that. Uh, so that's what I would roll with. Um, what is up, Bomber T? Welcome to chat. Uh, Bobo says, we have the best linebacking committee in the NFL for sure. Yeah, top to bottom, these three guys are the best right now. And I think that you could you could argue that potentially – we could be better in the depth area, but um, I, I think that the depth area is something that, you know, you're, you're doing the best you can. They brought in uh, Oren Burks to be able to compete on special teams. And if, if you're going to have two backup guys be really good at special teams, Oren Burks and Demetrius Flanagan Fowles are fantastic on special teams. So depth reasons, that makes sense. Of course, they brought in Grimmel as well. He's another really good football player. Uh, Lucy, hey, you know my thoughts on Epicom. I do know your thoughts. Uh, you move on. You know, from Ebicom in a $6.5 million contract. I just don't think the Warriors are going to move on from a starter loop. But I, I definitely get what you're saying. Bobo says, the judge said, I'm not allowed to drink anymore. Apparently, I can't drink responsibly. Sorry, Bobo. Now, that's tough. That's tough. You always got to do it responsibly. So I, I feel for you. Uh, Mr. Corey says, Bosa said he could he could play in the 3-4 right before he was drafted because the Cardinals were picking. Trust that year and run 3-4. Ebicom definitely could. So, I mean, I'm not going to say that Nick Bosa definitely couldn't, uh, but he's he to me, Nick Bosa is a guy that needs to be rushing off the edge. He's a guy that needs to have his hand in the ground and not a guy that should be standing up or playing in coverage. I think he would somewhat get exposed in coverage. Um, but a, you know, Alden Smith type role potentially um, would make sense. I just don't know if they've built this team to play 3-4, and I didn't see a, a draft in which they changed it. So, um, I'm not there. Uh, Mr. Corey says, Ebicom 10 to 12 sacks a season. I love that. And that's where we're going to end on that. Um, thank you, everyone, so much for coming through, for talking wins and losses on the San Francisco 49ers. I'm excited about this week. I'm excited about tomorrow. Make sure you guys come through for tomorrow so we can have a nice conversation about the 49ers rookie minicamp and about these players and who could potentially make this team. And an undrafted guy get it? Like San Francisco asked, can somebody come out of left, left field and potentially make this roster? Um, make sure you come through and check it out. I think it's going to be a, a really good time this week. Um, so make sure you guys all come through. It's going to be exciting. I'm looking forward to all of it. But thank you so much for joining us. And I'll catch you tomorrow. I'm out. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts 
so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.